1: like a bullfighter
2: for their wedding totally bosom buddies material
3: welcome back you are listening to the subscriber exclusive portion of the baller lifestyle podcast i am brian beckner as always i'm joined by ed daly ed what's up
1: feel like this is uh, a very clear-cut story of the year situation.
3: It really you know, is. You, yeah. you know how
1: when they talk about like, well, how do you know when you're in love and you just know? This is it. You see this and you're like, how do you know it's the story of the year? Twenty. You just know.
3: 20, 2020 was so horrible. There's so many awful things happening every day. There's a there's a global pandemic. People are dying. The the emergency rooms are f- full. There was there was an election. The country is divided. The president of the United States every day retweets conspiracy theories that are verifiably untrue. And mm-hmm. we're and we're living in this world. And then something happens at the end of the year end of the year to save us all from it to just give us that moment that we needed to go, oh, this is beautiful and everything's perfect.
1: It kind of makes it all worth it. It,
3: it really did. It really it. did. I gotta agree with you. Uh we we couldn't do this alone though. I had to bring on because she's got she's got a local angle. That's friend of the show. You've heard her here before Molly McAleer. Molly, what's up?
2: Hey, I'm so happy to be here. I'm actually thrilled because I feel like I have a lot of inside scoop. And I will say this is the December surprise we all needed.
3: It really is. For sure. So in case you're not aware of what we're talking about, it came out this week that Alec Baldwin, who has for nearly a decade, and I will offer this to Alec, he's the, the difference between a short term marriage and a long term marriage in the eyes of the. State of California, and I imagine it's very similar in the state of New York, is that 10th year. And while I know Alec probably has an ironclad prenuptial agreement, sometimes those things don't hold up in court. And I would just recommend he get some legal advice before this ends. But the thing is, at this point, Alec Baldwin might be the second most famous person in his own marriage because this week we learned that his air quotes Spanish much younger Spanish yoga instructor bride is no more Spanish than you
2: or I she's from <laughs> Boston why well, I you I know Brian how much more Spanish is she than you
3: well my as everyone that listens to the show knows I am one quarter Guatemalan. My grandmother, right? My grandmother was is from Guatemala, or was she's passed away? Uh, so I I am more and
2: that's not going to save you, by the way. My gra- that she's passed away. My grand
3: my grandmother's parents were Spanish, so I am much more Spanish than Alaria Baldwin. I've seen. Online, actually, we—I don't she's know. She's
1: equally Spanish to me because yes. I remember I took that DNA test. Your and you're 100% Irish. I, was, <laughs> I would know. I was 92% Irish, 8% Northern Irish. Right. right. <laughs> the saddest breakdown it, of all time. It
3: turns out her name was never Alaria. Her name is Hillary, and she's from Bo- she's 36 and from Boston, just like our friend Molly McAleer who joins us now. And in
2: fact, Molly, you nearly attended the same prep school. As Hillary yes. Thomas. Uh, okay, so the Cambridge School of Weston is not necessarily a prep school. It's more like Montessori on crack. Like, mm. it's a very much, you know, you go there, you pick your major for high school, and it can literally be something like Frisbee. And you can like debate to the uh, people who run this school. I think this is why I should be a Frisbee major. It's physics. It's working out. It's, you know, all whatever Frisbee is. Right. And you can go there and you can basically declare a major. And I there was one of the schools that was in the running when my mom wanted me to go to private high school. So I did spend a day at Cambridge School of Weston as a student And and I would love to think that Alaria was one of my potential teammates that day. Now that I think back on it, I feel like Hillary does sound familiar, but I can do a little like history rewriting in my head. But I feel like growing up as a teen, I would remember another teenager named Hillary because it's such like an absurd name for our our time gap. Right. So um it's a it was a it was not like a super preppy school that was like unattainable in terms of Massachusetts private schools. It was more yeah. of like the hippie dippy one that you went to if you had some money, but they were probably going to be gracious with scholarships if you were uh, like, you know, on the outside of what they would normally have. They also had a um, a live-in situation where certain mm, kids would board boarding school. And I think that she must have done that because she lived in Springfield, which was two and a half hours away from Cambridge School of Weston. But it wasn't also entirely uncommon that rich people who sent their kids there, who drove into Boston for work, like her parents did would not like, you know, they would bring them back on the way home at the end of the day with them.
3: Right. And her it turns out her dad is some big time corporate lawyer Boston. So yeah, go ahead. I
2: didn't
1: I didn't uh, I'm definitely not on top of things like like you are. And you tweeted something about, you know, reaching out to her saying she can come on the show. Yeah. And so I Googled. I was like Alaria Baldwin. And I Googled and then I was treated to the, the best two days of stories I've ever read. But um, what? where did this come from? Like, I've known about her because he's on Stern and they yep. talk about her. But, like, where did this th- – it just came up now? Like, was there something going on a year ago and we sort of heard rumors? Or did it just explode at Christmas?
3: So I'll just – I'll tell you what I know. I th- I think this has been sort of an open secret, not unlike – Bill Cosby being the most prolific rapist in the that's history right. when, of
1: when Burris joked science. about yeah. it, that started the like the second wave we all knew that he had settled for putting someone to sleep and raping them.
3: Yeah, it's um it's I think it's like that where people inside Hollywood so
1: knew. that's
3: that's open that's
1: yeah that that's So kind of I went
3: I went be. down a I went down a, a reddit rabbit hole and somebody um, somebody summarized a something they read in Vanity Fair, and I'll read it to you guys and you guys tell me if this sounds plausible, okay? Alec has always had a thing for spicy Latinas. He wanted Salma Hayek, but she ended up marrying some zillionaire in 2009. 9. Enter a con artist named Sarma. Melngalis from Boston, the previous owner of Pure Food and Wine, which was a trendy vegan restaurant in Chelsea, also where Alec and Elaria happened to glance at each other from across the restaurant due to fate, and it was love at first sight. That's Hilaria's story. According, to, that's in quotes, according to Hilaria's book, whoa, zinger, Hilaria's written a book?
1: It's called Woe Zinger.
3: No, that's, that's that's that just zinged oh, I was me. Like,
1: what the fuck kind of book name is I, that? Okay. I
3: was zinged by that. Uh Sarma was friends with Hillary. They went to high school five miles from each other in Massachusetts, and Sarma was also friends with Alec Baldwin before 2011. Alec confessed to Sarma that he wanted a wife. Now that seems kind of sus. This is where the lie began, people think. Sarma set them up in 2011 at her restaurant, Pure Food and Wine, but not before Hillary had her Spanish makeover. This appears to be where and when the name change occurred, the new accent, the black hair, and the fabricated backstory, and possibly the parents moved to Spain to make it more believable. Mangalas set up a blind date between Alaria and Alec at the restaurant one night Hillary was definitely pretending to be Spanish at this point and going by Elaria. As we all know, they ended up getting married. But when Alec found out the truth, nobody knows. People close to the story say that Hillary convinced Alec to pay $100,000. Oh, because this Sarma woman was a grifter. She went to jail, but that's not apropos of the story. So basically, they're saying Hilaria manifested it that she was like I'm going to I'm going to meet up with this guy Alec I happen to know he likes Latina women so I'm going to make myself into that Molly McAleer your thoughts does that sound plausible to you
2: Um yeah I think it is plausible my initial reaction when I heard the story and then I saw like on a a blind item Instagram that's ran like it's very it's havoc is being wreaked on there. But it it said that like Hilaria or Alaria did not know that like she was going to meet Alec Baldwin that night and she put it on almost like a nervous persona because she was faced with a celebrity and never thought that she would see him past that night and then felt like she needed to keep it up. And that's when I said to Brian on text, I was like, dog, there's no way that like if she had shown up to the first date with just a plain old American accent that he would have refuted her as an individual at all. Right. I think that he absolutely would have gone with it. He's a horny old man.
3: She's but- she's a banging yo- yoga instructor. It, it should be stated that she's super hot.
2: He, she's a beautiful woman yes
1: and i i i texted this to brian I, i'm sad to admit it but when i watched her confessional video yeah i couldn't stop looking at her oh, breasts oh my the, the, God. Way, the way the Ed, camera was such angled, a pervert I'm not, even, I'm not even that guy yes. but she she i mean i know she gives birth to lots of kids all the time Yeah. so they're 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 for a reason.
3: She's got him locked in. She just had another baby. She's got him locked in. I think they've had five kids. She's, four
2: and four and a half years. Right. That's four, insane. Four
3: and four and a half years. She's thirty six. He's sixty two, and all of their um, kids are called like Javier, uh, Guillermo. <laughs> like they all have
2: Mayo. And yeah. there's a whole scene of Alec Baldwin on Ellen where like. She's grilling him, being like, why do you call the kid Romeo? His name is Romeo. Yeah. And he's like, cool. I got to fit in with my Spanish wife. You know, if I don't call him Romeo around the house, oh, then I'm not going to have the cred God. that I need. They do, all bond. Does he not know the- her family? Okay. So this yes. is all very interesting, yep, right? Yep. Okay. Keep going.
3: Well, I was just going to just uh, along the lines of what Ed was saying. Supposedly at their wedding, her family was duty bound to not speak to anyone from the Baldwin family. I can only imagine that it slowly. I don't know that there was like a big confession, but I think slowly over time, Alec came to realize and they came to have an understanding that she was much more Bostonian than she was from Mallorca, as she claims.
1: Stephen doesn't go to that wedding, right? He he doesn't get yeah, the he's invite. Out. No, no, he's no, a Trumpist. Dude.
2: Steven was on Fox News when I was doing research for this. He was on Fox News two years ago, basically being like, oh, hi, Alec. Happy birthday. Like he was flexing. Oh,
1: like uh, what's his, his name on- to Angelina Jolie? Oh, John Boyd. Yeah. yeah. Where he, when he says he says hello to her through like TV cameras.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Depressing. It was very performative. Uh, considering his daughter is married to Justin Bieber, like pack it up. Like yeah. you have your bag, sir. Like you don't need to worry about this. But it's very apparent that Alec Baldwin wants to leave behind a legacy. And I believe I even saw him say in a Howard Stern interview that, like, he's going to leave her with a nice chunk of change. And he knows that he's definitely fathered up with her yep. for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. He's
3: look, I don't I don't want to be crass here. But it's not and this is not an original opinion. This is this is something. I think that many people have said over the years, but the crazy ones are better at sex.
2: Well, I I mean, like she's a yoga instructor. Like, I don't think that's like a really like bright, like idea. Like, of course, what do you think? This old ass man is with a 36 year old yoga instructor?
3: this, this Alec Baldwin, he goes around in life, his his scrotum looks like a defa- deflated balloon every day. He's, he's being drained constantly by this, because there's one thing, like, anybody that's ever dated a redhead can be like, oh yeah, I dated a crazy girl. But have you ever dated a, a, a woman that not only taught yoga, but pretended she was from another country to the point... Well she had a fake accent the entire time. Like that's there's nothing crazier than that. That's peak crazy.
2: Honestly i it, it, oh go ahead, Ed. Sorry.
1: Well I was just gonna say I saw a tweet uh the other day where somebody said this is like a sitcom plot where they're like, Hillary, you're not gonna pretend you're Spanish forever, are you? And she said, I guess so. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. that's where we're at. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's totally Bosom Buddies material. I'm just going yeah, to. Yeah, go ahead.
3: The whole thing. Yeah. The, I'm just going to read. I, I, this is why I love the Daily Mail is because they summarize everything in bullet points. Um, Hilaria Baldwin's wedding to Alec Baldwin on June 30th, 2012, had a distinct flavor of Spain in the celebration. The 36-year-old came under fire this week for claiming she has Spanish roots. She recently admitted her real name is Hillary, which we already know. She was born in Boston. She only spent some of her childhood in Spain and clarified she is a white girl. At her wedding, Hillary incorporated several elements of Spanish culture. This is amazing. The couple married at Basilica of St. Patrick's Old Cathedral in Manhattan with the nuptials, including readings in both English and Spanish. She wore. Uh, imagine what her parents are thinking. Um, she wore a long white veil with lace embroidering the crown of her head, reminiscent of a mantilla, a, str- a traditional Spanish lace worn over the head. She later said, "I liked that I brought in a bit of my culture." Now, wouldn't if she if she was really being honest, wouldn't wouldn't that mean that they were all wearing Bruins jerseys? <laughs>
2: Right. That is true. Yeah. I will tell you, if I was ever going to appropriate one thing intentionally, I've always loved the Spanish tradition of women wearing black wedding dresses. Gorgeous. Because Love it. It's supposed to Wait, symbolize God. that you will not you know, it's till death do you part. Like the next time you will be free is in your coffin. So that's why you're wearing a black wedding dress. And I was so disappointed at her not taking that amazing opportunity to come out and make a fabulous statement, inspiring, you know, dozens of brand new black wedding gowns that are on the runway. I really was uh, sad about that when I read that today, because you know, I've always admired that Spanish tradition and I feel like a black wedding dress is just killing it. And she didn't go for it. She didn't go for it. Can I tell you? So I was watching a GMA today, a GMA about her wedding. And this wedding was very obviously high profile, but also very secretive. And she made this weird PR mistake of saying that she had a no phone rule at her wedding, and, she, and and the people you know interviewing her, Savannah Guthrie or whoever the fuck it is, was like, "Oh, because you know it's your wedding, it's private." And she's like, "No, because we have have an exclusive with people." <laughs> and one of my friends, yeah, she said the quiet
1: part out loud, yeah, and I yeah. was
2: like, "Girl, that's like that is major PR drama," which is why I was so surprised that really honestly how far along she's gotten with this and that she was able to get away from it for so long because all of her placements are very well done PR stunts. Like the fact that she has a cookbook, the fact that she's doing yoga with the people on GMA or today or whatever, like that is that's major stuff. And I would say I said to uh, Brian earlier, I don't have like placement for her in my head the same way that I don't really for Jessica Seinfeld. Like I have a cursory awareness of what they do but I don't dig that deep into that universe and um just seeing the amount of press she's had over the years was shocking to me today honestly yeah
1: it's, it's, it's always cookbooks right that's what they all get
2: cookbooks yeah. yoga programs of course
3: well yeah. in in the in the famous we should discuss the, the w- one of the famous clips of her is when she wasn't when, – when we're talking about the accent, there was a time that she wasn't able to uh, pronounce the word cucumber and – or she didn't know the English word for cucumber. And uh, she was – it was actually during a cooking segment on the Today Show where she's just ma- – she's making a salad. not And she's not like making a special salad. She's just making – just a salad, just a regular. It's not even like a Nicoise or something like cool. It's just a regular salad. But here, I'll play the clip for you. This – remember, this is a girl named Hillary from Boston who is not in the least bit Spanish. She's not a native Spanish speaker. She's not a – I mean she's apparently learned Spanish.
1: So the the equivalent of this is, you know, how I go with my family to Europe each summer. Yes, yes. Like if when my sons are 25, they just start talking with a British accent. They're like, yeah, I'm British. Because yeah. we sometimes live in London. That's the, that, that's the
3: equivalent. And it's also also it's open to debate because her dad was some big time corporate lawyer. So he couldn't be just away from the firm and their cases for half the year in Spain every year. So,
2: also, yeah. Brian, not to interrupt, but to Please interrupt, do. her yeah. mom was also a internist, like a big doctor right. in Boston. So how like so, so
3: they went on vacation, just like people go on vacation places.
2: So all of this is public information. And I will just quote the journalist just to be fair. So Lenny Briscoe is the one that broke this on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tracy Egan Morrissey, who's the one who outed Miss Jamila Jamil for being apparently someone who suffers from Munchausen by or Munchausen syndrome yeah. um, this summer. So she's like Tracy. That's Tracy. And I've known her since we've worked at we worked at uh, Gawker at the same time. So I Tracy definitely like knows how to get in there. But she did the research on Ilaria's grandfather's obituary. And essentially she is from Pilgrims.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what it said in the in the um, in the Guardian summary that her dad is uh, his dad has her dad has family ties going back to the probably the Mayflower. (laughs) Like (laughs) she's
2: that's some good shit.
3: (laughs) Right. She's like not she's so not Spanish that she actually comes from the first colonists.
2: Yeah, she goes to Plymouth Plantation and yes. she's like, I'm home. Yes. You I, know? Wish, yeah. I wish
1: she made Alec dress like a bullfighter for their wedding.
3: <laughs> well, he, she kind of did. Hold on. There's more to that. Um, <laughs> they ex, they exchanged. Oh, wait. During their vows, Ilaria is also seen waving a flamenco hand fan. They, ex, <laughs> they exchanged <laughs> wedding bands that had Somos un buen equipo. We are a good team inscribed inside the the, yes. In in November, 2012, (laughs) Hilaria spoke with Vanity Fair Espana telling how her family couldn't understand how to pronounce her new last name.
1: Even Spanish people can figure it out.
3: Spanish people are not mentally challenged. They just speak a different language.
2: You, no, that's like actually Baldwin is like the easiest yeah, name yes. to to learn. No, they might university.
3: pronounce it
1: Baldwin, yeah, Baldwin, Baldwin, whatever. Yeah. but it they would be pretty fucking close. She,
3: she said.
2: And, and- Alec would probably like it.
3: Of course. He was looking for a spicy Latina. She said, Mm -hmm. I had to repeat it to my family three times. Baldwin. And the third time they said, oh, we already know who it is. Why didn't you pronounce it right the first time? Whatever that means. Ilaria's parents, although they retired to Spain in 2011, right around the time she met Alec. Incidentally, spent a majority of their lives in the US, her mother, a fourth generation Massachusetts resident, and her father's family ties going back to the American Revolution.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. And by the way, her parents didn't move there just to place this for everyone 10 years after 9-11. Yeah. That's when her parents moved there. So, like, it's very recent history. Yeah. And I find that we do have to locate 9-11 on a map sometimes when we're yes. talking about history. It is fucking a decade past 9-11. I was living in L.A. for many years at this point. Yes. And I consider myself to be a spring chicken in many ways, you know. So let's be real about this. So her parents are fully from Boston. She's from Springfield, which is a little bit further out. Okay. I'll give her that, but I want to talk to you specifically. And I think Ed brought up a really good point about this. I hope I'm not cutting you off, Bri, but like you have kids that you bring to another location during the summers. I assume you live maybe on the West coast.
1: I, I live just outside of New York, New York city.
2: Okay. Okay. So you live in New York, you know, seasons, right? Like seasons are a big deal. New York has slightly better weather than Massachusetts, but you know, if you live in Massachusetts, you get eight good weeks a year and you really, really look forward to those like two to three months that you'll be at whatever your summer location is, because most of the year you're just sort of like slogging through it. Right. Sure. So I feel, you know, I grew up in Lexington, Massachusetts. I, I'm going to just preface that by saying I'm not rich. My mom was a cleaning lady. But all of that said, because that's always where people's mind go. But I will say that I consider myself to be more from Green Harbor, which is where I spent all of my summers, because I would say that I truly came alive in the summer, Right. What does that mean about me? I say wicked more. My Oof. Boston accent deepens. OK, like you Oof. are where you spend your summer. And by the way, Brian, I am a terrible vacationer in that I turn a little bit into wherever I'm going. Mm-hmm. I am disgusting like, Madonna. like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. So I turn a little bit into wherever I'm going. It's why no one can locate me on a map as an individual. I will say that if she spent her summers in Mallorca which sounds gorgeous and so beyond yeah. beyond yeah um she might feel like that is her true self, like as a Bostonian, just speaking that way. Especially if you live out in Springfield, because honey, that's like factories. It's not great out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and it's actually like sort of weird that her parents would locate themselves there. Like I, I assume they lived on a compound, basically, sure. if they had the jobs that they had and choose chose to live in Springfield. So I will say that one of my theories about this is that she does genuinely feel attached to what is essentially her parents' retirement place.
3: Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. To, to yeah. love.
1: She could be – She, I don't know what they call it. You know, um, Anglophile is into Britain, Br- yeah. Francophile right. is yeah. French. Like, I could see her being really into it. Totally. But t- to talk with an accent yes. is just unacceptable. It's one thing to um, slip into an accent when you're around people. She, on the Today Show, she was not surrounded yes. by Spanish people. Yes. Let's, let's, that's, that's the problem.
3: Let's play that. Let's play that. She, she. The thing is, she. I agree with Molly to an extent. But also, she's she's ad- adorably nuts. Like she's she loves the Spanish culture and feels a kinship with it, and that's okay. But also, she's crazy. It's it's a bad combination. That's all.
1: Very few ingredients. We have tomatoes. We have. Um uh, how do you say? Anything?
3: Cucumber. Cucumbers. We have um, red. Par- Hold on, let me play it again because I also I like the way she was. She was like, we have tomatoes. We have how do you, uh? Se dice? How do you say it in English? No. no, it's
2: always how do you say dog. Yeah. Like how do you say is the hallmark. Play yeah. it again, please. Okay. <laughs> Very few ingredients. We
1: have tomatoes.
2: We have um. Uh, how do you say? Anything? Cucumber. Cucumbers. <laughs> we have. Um, red- <laughs> How do you say? It's so great. It's great. I'm
1: pretty sure at the Cambridge School in Weston, they knew how to say "cute."
3: I would think so. I would think so. But it's
1: she's I I
3: appreciate that she's in it. Like she's she's gone. She goes to a place. She sells it the whole time. I feel like she really does believe she's convinced herself. Much like I wouldn't surprise me. To know that O.J. Simpson oh. th- for sure thinks he's innocent, like he's, he's ta- looking for
1: the real killer.
3: Right, he's talked himself <laughs> into that, and she's talked herself in to herself being a Spaniard, being from the Basque right. country. Like she's oh, look there. At that,
1: the picture of her parents—it's pretty funny. They're like, white. They're, they're yeah, white people.
3: they're white as they're white as shit. There's there's another one. Hold on. This is this might be the one. Uh, I just, like, pulled some of these clips. This one's kind of long, but this might have been the one that Molly was watching when she's on uh, Good Morning America. Well. Mazel Tough.
1: <laughs> Thank you. How's married life? Married life is really nice. You know, it feels different. It really feels different. I didn't think it was going to be different, but it feels quite different. What's so. the thing that surprised you the most? Um, I think just the fact that it feels different you know I we, we like to say husband
0: and wife a lot yeah <laughs> I come husband now. I say husband where are you yeah that that's... says where's my wife how's my look. wife doing here Lucky
3: we go family. these are these are some first peaks. I love pictures.
0: this thank you so much thank
2: you so kind of you to share these very private photos these are the first uh, we're, we're seeing these first I think right these are some special yeah, these, pictures this
1: was my last fitting so you meet just a
2: little
3: over a year ago And now and look, and Alec, a favorite of ours, she works quickly at the programs now, certainly here at GAA. Uh, And now I I know we also have some pictures of your actual first dance and it was a picture that a friend took with a cell phone. Yeah,
1: she wasn't supposed to.
3: (laughs) She does. And the accent is she's not over the top with it, which is you would be uh, sort of like it would be easy to fall into that. (laughs)
1: To, she didn't do the speedy Gonzalez thing, right? She,
3: you you would want to go big with the accent, but she's very subtle with it. She but she's subtle she's clearly doing an accent. <laughs> it's amazing.
2: Husband, wife. Yeah, it's great because, like, she is simultaneously, like, course correcting for whoever might be hearing her. Like, she wants the people who believe she is Spanish to hear a little bit of that inflection. But then she's correcting it so that everyone back in Boston who is making fun of her, because apparently this has been running wild in Boston for years. I had no idea. Um and maybe I didn't. I just blacked it out because that's absolutely possible. But apparently, like you know, everyone's been laughing at her about this for years. Well, like people yeah. are very much in the know because
1: that's. But that's, this the, goes to Brian's point. Yeah. This is crazy behavior. It's crazy this isn't
3: she she grew up with people, like everyone right. has people they grew up. Remember a, a few years ago, and this is this. It's a shame that this has to be a thing, but Rebel Wilson, the the Aussie actress yes. was claiming she was your face, actress. She was claiming she was 29. And she was re, she was in her mid 30s and she someone produced a yearbook, somebody that she grew up with produced a yearbook and was like, "Hey, she's not 29." No, that's very petty, in my opinion. Like, if somebody wants to say they're 29 or 37, like, that's fine. Say that. But, and I, you know, I'm not going to out you for it. But eventually, somebody's going to know. And this chick is Hillary from Boston. There were thousands of people that knew that she was not Spanish. And she's. And (laughs) she became incredibly famous and just stuck with it and just fucking rode it out. And that is why I think we have to get together and make her the queen of this country.
1: I agree. Yeah. Why
2: not?
3: Why not? Sure.
2: I mean, we can't do worse, you know, than all of our other options. (laughs) I think she's great. Yeah, I'm going with it for sure. I do wonder though, okay, so you and I have talked quite a bit about, you know, people that might be lying about certain things in Hollywood, right? Yeah. Do you think that something as simple as a yearbook entry is getting swatted down by publicists and and paid for off the books by people all the time? Yeah, for sure. Because, like, I mean, let's be real. Someone tweeted this today. I think her name was Amanda Mall. She's a reporter. And she tweeted like a joke today, basically saying that like all celebrities 15 years ago were this crazy. They just are now like PR managed down to the bone where like they know not to say insane shit so that they can get their endorsement deals and all that other stuff. Yeah. Which when you think about the Chrissy Teigen of it all, like that factor is like wild, too, because she's sort of the anti-celebrity in that way but um yeah i mean i wonder if how they've i mean i think there's just a lot of money being thrown at her pr team and i think alec is funding it all it is his legacy you know after yeah. all he really definitely was like you know yeah i'm 62 i want to squeeze five kids out like that's
3: no, crazy
1: it's crazy
2: it's a genetic nightmare, honestly. I'm really being is. honest. Yeah. He had to get a, a, a nice young wife for that. Just yeah,
1: looking at crazy. his Christmas morning picture is exhausting. There's so many kids on that couch,
2: and they they claim
3: to do it without nannies. I think. I think they're the. Well,
1: that is the biggest lie in Hollywood. Of course, Anytime of, course people say that. of
3: course, of course.
2: Well, do you want to know why I know she's crazy in that regard? One of the sure. many interviews I watched today. Just downloading info for y'all. Was that she stopped calling Alec when she was in labor because she realized after baby number two that he had no chill. And so <laughs> she would like go, like, start going into labor, go out and walk the dog, go to the hospital, get the epidural, and then call him once she was like way in labor because
1: he could. That's not the Alec Baldwin I know. Right? No <laughs> <Yeah. way. laughs> A guy who was removed from a plane because he refused to stop playing words with friends?
2: Yes, (laughs) right, right. Oh my God, yes, no, that's so great. It's so true, though, because I was thinking, yes, he's a nightmare, probably in a high-pressure situation like that, something that is a sacred moment that, as a woman, you just need to sort of go through yourself. Women have been doing that forever. But, um, yeah, like, she is a full-blown liar to him every day.
3: There's a lot more to this discussion. If you would like to hear part two of our story of the year conversation, click the link in the show notes of whatever app you're listening to the show on or go to the ballerlifestyle.com and click the link at the top of the page to subscribe to all of our bonus content. Thanks for listening. Top podcast, man. No one is above us. Five star. Even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot. Man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man. It really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us.